Lane, I saw your Insta story. What is this, like your 12th time posting about the Barbie movie? Um, it might be more than 12, and <laughs> I don't like the tone you said that with. So. No, I'm totally kidding. I was going <laughs> to ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? You know I'm doing my birthday party, Barbie theme this year. No, you are not. Yeah, we're going to go to the movies. Everybody's going to dress like a Barbie character, and we're going to watch the movie together. Like, Who are you? Are you going to dress as Barbie? Oh, absolutely. And Andrew, I think, is going to do Ken. I'm trying to decide if I want to do like Margot Robbie on her press junket, like as Barbie, or if I want to do mm. like actual Barbie from the movie, you know? That's so meta. Do you want to be Barbie as Barbie or just Barbie? Right, right. Oh, <laughs> So we'll see. Um, but I'm very excited for the movie. Avery, are you clued in on the Barbie movie? I see it on Twitter a little bit, but I'm not fully cl uh, clued in. I'm, I know it's coming out, and I know it's brought, like, not memes, but, like, pictures and stuff. But other than that, that's about as far as I know about it. Yeah. Well, next time you come back to the pod, we'll have to get you up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> you have to answer three questions about the Barbie movie before you can make any sort of comment on the pod. No, seriously. This is, um, oh my gosh, what if we could get the Barbie movie to sponsor us? Like, let me just call up <laughs> Greta Gerwig and be like, hey, we're promoting the movie on our podcast. And they'll be like, cool, you get four cents. <laughs> <Yeah. sentence." laughs> I don't even think they would give us the time to say cool. <laughs> that is true. Uh, would y'all yeah. ever have a reality TV show? Do you feel like your life is interesting enough for a reality TV show? Yes. No. <laughs> What's the thought I think, process? What just happened there? I think that, do I want to be on a reality TV show? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I think the current state of my life is interesting enough? No. Mm -hmm. I wake up. I go to the gym. I work for eight plus hours. Keep I read a little plus. bit. Yes. <laughs> I read a little bit. I cook dinner. I watch TV, I go to bed, I wake up and I do it all over again. You know, like if they could only capture my weekends, maybe we'd like start to get a little juicy, but. Fair. I think a reality TV show, no, but I could do like a little, uh, what's the YouTube Live thing? Live stream? No. Um, mm, I don't know YouTube. Like vlogging? Vlog. Yes. I could do vlogs and people would be like, oh, what is going on with his life? But yeah, reality TV show. No, I don't want the fame with it because reality TV stars, they kind of just get drugged. And I feel like I would say or do something wrong. And then that's just my whole career right there. I don't need it. That is true. I was just going to ask if you, if you would have a reality TV show about your life. You know... I really don't think I'm interesting enough, but I think I could create <laughs> chaos for the reality TV show. Yeah. So I'm interested. Imagine they cast us together oh on a God. reality TV show. Imagine they put us in a house together. <laughs> like Big Brother. Yes. Oh my God. Wait, but it's all our friend group and we just like all, I don't know, go insane. Yeah. I think at this point, if we were still in college, it would maybe be a little easier to do. But we're now all at this working point, remotely <laughs> from the house. 
we would drive each other crazy this way. I think like all of us have spent too long apart to be all tight knit in close quarters like that for an extended period of time. Well, it's funny too. I don't even, now that I live alone, I don't even realize like the habits I've picked up. Like when Julia was staying here this past weekend and then she stayed Monday and I worked in here all day and I didn't realize how much I like talked to myself and I was quite alarmed because someone else was hearing it and it happens all day long. And then a few minutes later, it'd be like, I'm so hungry. And now (laughs) I can't believe you verbalize all of those thoughts. I just sit with them. You know what I read? That 50% of people don't have voices in their head. Oh, my God. I just had a full conversation about this the other day. Really? Yes. Okay. So on that wavelength, one, do you have a voice in your head? And two, is it your voice, another person's voice, or two voices in dialogue with each other? Avery, do you want to go first? I... If I have a voice in my head, it's my voice, but... What do you mean, if? I feel like that's a yes or no. I don't know how a voice (laughs) in my head would sound different than just me thinking. Then that's a yes. Okay, so you do have a voice in your head. I have a voice in my head, and it's my voice, and it's just me complimenting myself, not in a conceited way, but like a, (laughs) oh, it's funny. Like, like the stuff I can't say out loud, oh, it's joke up inside my head, and it's so (laughs) I definitely have a voice in my head, but I'm, I have a third option. It's me, but like two sides of me. Oh my God. Me too. Oh, shut up. I'm not even kidding. We were talking about this the other day in my head. Typically it'd be like me looking in a mirror and like talking back and forth and like figuring things out like with the other version of me. what I was just talking about earlier when I said I'll be sitting here and I'll be like oh my god these people are so dumb I'm gonna quit and then the other part of me will be like okay take a deep breath (laughs) and then I'll be like I can't breathe any deeper than this and it'll be like okay calm down you're you're fine (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy wow I yeah I see my like as a little hit a little me inside of my head talking out to me and I'm like yeah you're right Mm -hmm. these people are dumb but like not a comment that's interesting I wonder how much time we spend inside our heads, too. Like, if we could track the levels that we talk to ourselves in our brain, I wonder what that would be. I feel like it's way higher probably for, like, you and I just because we live alone compared to possibly, like, Lane or something because sometimes I'm the only person who I talk to all day. That's so sad. That's all right. That sounds lovely. (laughs) (laughs) That's so and Q Y Avery is on the podcast. So he <laughs> might consider therapy. <laughs> uh, I Lane knows this. Uh, in college, I was thirty out of thirty extroverted, and I feel like it's changed slightly. But I legit would cry if I spent more than an hour by myself. It was terrible. Which is why we did an episode on codependency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Thanks, Lane. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was I was 28 out of 30 or something. Like, I was, like, yeah. pretty far on the extroverted scale as well. Yeah. And then I slowly, like, moved back towards the middle a little bit. But Yeah, me too. I mean, there were times that we would go to the library and, like, study together. Study. But, like, 
<laughs> do work Study. and coexist in the same room. <laughs> so that way we didn't feel lonely. And I tell people that all the time. Like I, I make Avery co-work with me now all the time because I'm like, I just need a like another human around me whenever <laughs> possible for my mental well-being. I'm glad you say that because I'd, I'd be like, I am bothering Lex. Like Lex probably no. just wants this a room to herself right now. And I'm over here like, can I come in here and <laughs> right beside you? No, no, I love it. I love it. Again, I say this all the time. My dream life is living on a commune. And I really wish that they would come back into style without being associated with cults because <laughs> I don't love the cult aspect of it. I'm not like, you know, I maybe would consider it. Well, here's it. Okay. Do you guys think you would fall for a cult? I don't I feel like I could I would easily fall for a cult. Especially in the age of like parasocial relationships, which I don't think we talk enough. Like I think modern like <gasps> fandoms and like online like stand communities can be like cultish in a way. So like mm. Barbie. We cult. have this like right. Lit like literally. I <laughs> this is why I think I would fall for a cult, right? Because I get so easily like absorbed into things that I find fascinating. So like if somebody came to me and was like, here's something and they pitched me well on it and they had pretty colors and Margot Robbie instantly. Done. <laughs> like done deal, you know? So take I my probably life. probably would. Hi, I'm Lexi. And I'm Lane. And I'm Avery. And this is My Therapist Told Me, the podcast where we unpack our lives and encourage you to do the same. So, Avery, thanks for being here today. No problem. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be a guest on the podcast today. Yay. I always love yeah. when people say thank you for having me because it's like we forced you to be here. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't really have much of an option. Like, we would <laughs> yeah. have been mad if you didn't show up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, Avery, we want to kick it off by just asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you like to do, any hobbies, things like that. Yeah, so I'm Avery. What I like to do in hobby don't matter as much just because who can find the time for that during uh, school and work, a nine to five, all that capitalism as y'all say right <laughs> exactly. but when i do have the time um i like to play soccer i'm a photographer and videographer so i like doing all that and then Ooh. just outside of that in the busy life trying to um find time to relax or hang out with friends stuff like that nice and yeah. if you haven't checked out early plug for our instagram at my therapist told me pod avery took the photos of our bags that are for sale and so yay avery Thanks, we love avery. it forced him to do that as well <laughs> so avery we asked you to be on our pod today for a little bit of a different perspective because you currently are not in therapy and correct me if I'm wrong but have never done therapy at all right never done therapy 
Okay. And so I was really excited to talk with Avery about this because in our office, okay, wait, well, let me step back. Avery and I work together, which is how I know him. (laughs) So that's why he really was forced to be here because I know where he works. And in our office, he's known as the devil's advocate because yeah he always pushes back in a really positive way about decisions we're making or ideas or things that we've done for a really long time and poses these really well-crafted questions about why we're doing things the way we are or how that's impacting people and so I thought there just wasn't anyone better to be able to offer us a different perspective on therapy and so that's why we asked you here today and so while you aren't currently in therapy I'd love to know you know your relationship with it what you think about it and if you think you would ever pursue it at some point in your life yeah so I think I will join therapy at some point I think the first barrier to it is actually taking the time to do it like I didn't have a job uh, from like April. No, it was only like March through April because um, I quit my last job. But just not having that health insurance during that time or losing health insurance during that time. And then I started working with the state, but temporary. So you still didn't have health insurance until like October. So through all that time, I didn't really ever get back on the bandwagon of insurance. And I feel like I'm not paying out of pocket for therapy. So I think that was the first barrier just for that. And then after that, it was just not really knowing if my problems were big enough for therapy, just because I have problems. I can talk to them with my friends. Usually they get solved within enough of a time or they don't have enough of a um, negative effect on me to where, yeah, I'll be down and out for a few days, but I'll bounce back and bounce better and then keep it kicking. So uh, I think with that, I'm just like, if I set up therapy sessions, um, it's kind of a thing of, I feel like I would do it for maybe three times in a row and then be like, oh, I'm not a problem stock thing. And then they would be like, okay, why did you come? So, Mm. you know, that's interesting because I felt like that too. And then I got in there Mm -hmm. and then it was like, oh no. You have a lot of trauma to unpack. <laughs> but I'd love to know, Avery, like what what an example of one of those things may be if you're willing to share that like may impact you for a short bit, but then you feel like you can bounce back from it. Relationships. Um, I think relationships is a quick and easy one. Um, I mm. think it well, not easy, it's never easy, but I think it's just one of those things where you fall for somebody, whether it's like really serious or not so serious, um, or even if it's just trusting somebody, it could be a friendship. It could be actually somebody you're trying to pursue, but just falling out of it with somebody or trying to really understand humans is a hard enough thing. And so, especially if you're trying to understand one human, it's just, you're like, okay, this, this got me down for three days. And then after those three days, it's a process of healing over the next two, three weeks. Hopefully it's really months, but it's still the thing to, by that time I hit three weeks, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not going to be sad about this anymore. Um, well, really that's at week one, but week three, I'm like, mm. I'm definitely not giving you the time of day anymore. So I guess that's one of the things that I look at, like mm. by the time I have a few sessions, 
yeah, I'll get another relationship problem in a few months maybe, but it's still not consistent enough to where I would like, oh yeah, let me keep going to therapy, I guess. I think a perspective that is shared by a lot of folks, uh, I know like even early in my journey in therapy, like the first therapist I ever went to, I had very similar mindset. Like I had just gotten out of like a breakup and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to solve this problem and everything else is going to be perfect. <laughs> and so I literally went to therapy for like six sessions or like seven sessions, something like that. Like, however, it wasn't the entire period of time that NC State offered you sessions. And then I was like, yeah, like, thank you so much therapist like I'm I'm done with our sessions now you know like I solved my problem and so yeah Joke's then it wasn't until you. like yeah literally <laughs> until way later in my therapy journey where I was like oh mother I have a lot more <laughs> to like work through but I, I definitely hear that perspective of you know feeling like a lot of the short-term problems is easy to solve on your own like there's no need to explore further or dig in like um, especially if it's not weighing you down immensely over an extended mm -hmm. period of time mm -hmm. and then i also think with that is also a cost versus benefits i think for me as a black person as somebody who falls into lgbtqia plus i think it's just a thing of first i have to find a therapist that i trust because they have to be able to be i guess sensitive or know the problems that black people deal with they have to be sensitive or know the problems that me as a gay individual would have to deal with. And so it's like, yeah, I could, once I spend that money, it's kind of like a, how do I try before I buy with therapists? And sometimes, yes, therapy is good. Yes, mental health is really good. But what do I want to put more time in? Buy myself a coffee and some clothes that I can uh, <laughs> more so definitely feel some, uh, immediate gratitude from or do I want to like put in the time to find a therapist and possibly not even get the problem solved that I think I have or find new problems so I think that's also playing into it just because you actually have to put in the cost and have the money and all that before you can actually know if you're going to even get that benefit I think that's extremely important to call out um as I'm thinking about like what we want the next question I was going to ask you was just therapy is really expensive and we we talked we talked about it before on this pod about you know try a therapist for like six sessions and then you know reevaluate from there mm. and it's like even the upfront cost you know the initial investment of those six sessions is so heavy for a lot of people mm. and so then if you have to go to another therapist and try six sessions and then you go to another therapist and try you know it just over time it really really adds up and Avery I also appreciate you calling out like you know, both being black and being gay, like that's just a whole nother level of like intersectionality there that I, I can only imagine, you know, like having to find a therapist that would match those identities or who can at least understand those identities and like be able to empathize on a level that is comfortable for you, you know, to, to be able to share your experiences. So um, I appreciate you calling that out for sure. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, I feel like in college, I learned a lot about culturally appropriate care and finding people who can understand mm -hmm. the roots of some of the things, you know, that are intrinsically tied with your identity or like Lane said, the intersections of your identity. And I, I think that's something that 
is frustrating that it's not available for everyone, but I also see at least hopefully more of a push in the right direction coming. Like I think the more we talk about it and bring attention to it, the more, you know, we can hopefully start to see a change. But I I think that's so important to have that culturally appropriate and relevant care for sure. And, you know, also in your physical health too, in all types of health practices. Avery, I heard you kind of in the intro earlier in the session that you were contemplating starting therapy now. So are there things that are happening in life? I'll only share what you're comfortable with, but like, are there things happening in life, things that you've heard, seen, talked with others about that, you know, are kind of pushing you towards this new journey for yourself? Yeah, I think first, um, I want to take the burden off of my friends for having to tell them all my problems. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> make them feel like, okay, you're having another problem. We we told you what to do. So I think having somebody who get paid to uh, listen to my problems <laughs> might actually be a, a little better. But um, I think it's also just, I think therapy is pushed, um, especially a lot more today than in recent years. I think there's a lot of people talking about it, um, something to think about. And considering I do care about our mental health, I do want others to care about their mental health. It's kind of like a, okay, if this is for me, maybe it's something I should try. Um, if it works great, if it doesn't work and cool too, but, um, I think I would do better knowing that I tried, tried to really invest in myself in that, uh, aspect rather than not trying. And then problems that I didn't even know I had kind of come up. That makes total sense. I think the the funniest thing I always said is like about your therapist is like they're the friend that you pay to listen to <laughs> to you. Word I'm not going to say on the podcast, but I think that that's like, you know, a super important call out that it's still important to have community and to have those people that you can talk about these things with. But finding someone who <laughs> you would pay a lot of money to <laughs> in order to you know, really work through those problems, go a little, maybe like go deeper on what's, you know, currently affecting you and like how it's rooted in other thing is super cool. So Avery, can I ask you a follow-up question? Yeah, go ahead. Do you feel like you have any friends or family who are in therapy that have also started opening up and talking about it? Or do you feel like you might be the first one in some of those circles to do this if you were to pursue it. In my circles, I think other than you, Lex, I think <laughs> I might be one of the. I think I might be one of the first. Um, I was actually talking to my dad a few days before this podcast just about therapy, and he was like, "Yeah, he believes it would be helpful for like even himself, forty-something-year-old black man is like." He thinks it would be helpful for himself. He's just like, he hasn't done it um, all his life. He hasn't really, he's made it through without it and it's been fine, but he does see value in it. And so really looking at my family, looking at my friends, especially with friends, it's like we talk about it, but a lot of the friends I know are actually in it mm -hmm. and have thought about it. And I think part of that is just, in our age group, we're really receptive to, I think, the thought of therapy and getting into it. But it's also that trade-off of, we just graduated college. We're still trying to figure out life. We're trying to figure out if we have the money for it. Do I want McDonald's for dinner or to go to therapy? And so 
once you have the factor in all those other things, it's kind of like, I don't know if that self-care actually happens as well as I think just a lot of us are still learning what self-care looks like for us and what the appropriate route of self-care for ourselves. So yeah, I think I would be one of the first in my friend groups. Um, shout out to any of my friends that are actually in therapy and I just don't remember y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're trying to think through like my current friend group that like I have, the di- or let's just say the different circles that I have, right? Like my college besties, all of us are in therapy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know a single person who's not in therapy. Same. Versus like a lot of the friends that I've made since moving to New York. I don't know if any of them are in therapy. I'm very open and honest about my journey with it, my experience with it. But like a lot of them, I hate to say it, like probably should be in therapy. But... <laughs> oh, they're going to hate you. No, I'm just kidding. They'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> but, you know, like it's it's in that same wavelength where it's like we have so many other things happening as young people. Like, am I going to add one more thing to my plate? You know? I will say... I love therapy, but there's like this dread that always comes up right before an appointment. Do you feel that, Lane, sometimes that like, oh, this is going to be hard, emotional labor that I have to like sit here for the next hour and very intentionally be vulnerable and talk about these really hard things and feelings. And so that's why I'm, I'm glad that I mine happen every two weeks. And so like, I know it's coming. I know if I want to prepare for it, I can. But I think even someone who loves therapy, it can still be really daunting right before it happens to sit there and know it's coming. No, absolutely. And I don't know when you do your sessions in the day. I used to have mine in the evening. So it was like Mm -hmm. post work that I could do them, which is, was my preference though, because- I had wrapped up my day. Mm -hmm. I felt like I could like put, I I felt like I could move from that part of my life into therapy and then I could come back Mm -hmm. out of that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had like compartmentalized basically my day and had that session like in the evenings. Then my therapist had to switch up our schedule and I started doing it in the middle of the work day. Yeah, that's tough. Which was tough because I would like flip off of a work meeting and then flip on to therapy cry for 45 to 55 (laughs) minutes and then go have to go back to work and that made it extremely tough for me I think those sessions were some of the more productive ones I had maybe because my my brain was turned on from work but it was Mm -hmm. like so tough because you're like flipping switches like trying to be like oh I didn't just trauma dump for 45 minutes before (laughs) this work call you know like so yeah it's hard and I think it's different for everyone because I like the morning well I like the morning because I feel fresh and rested and it doesn't give me a lot of time to feel anxious about going into the appointment like I just talked about but then it is hard if I have a really hard session it's like I have to smile and get on our little Friday huddle and pretend like (laughs) it's all good you know and so yeah I guess there's no perfect time maybe but still important she holds it together well, though, doesn't she, Avery? Yes. I'll be like, oh, you're thriving today. And then she'll be like, no, I'm da-da-da-da-da. And I'll be like, well, <laughs> you're <was> doing great. <laughs> that was like, I have a 
I keep calling it a gash. It's not a gash. It's like a hole in my forehead from my backpacking trip this week. And I have no idea how it happened. And Avery sends me a message on Monday. He's like, oh, you look so nice. I'm like, there's a gash in my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dramatic as always. Dramatic. Avery, I'm in that last piece that you were talking about before Alexi and I went on our whole little tangent about about therapy timing. It's important. (laughs) It is important. I was curious, you were mentioning self-care a lot, you know, and like your friends finding ways to figure out what self-care looks like for them. So I'm curious right now in your life, what does self-care look like? So self-care looks like firstly doing whatever I want to. Um, Sometimes I'm trying to get better with like really caring for myself. I think I care for myself in terms of like the easy cares is, oh, let me just get some fast food real quick or have a have some, um get a meal that I would really enjoy. And I feel like that's, I guess, little wins in that case. I like hanging out with friends, um, working out, or I've started running. I think it's more so the thought that I'm gonna have a summer body if I keep running at least twice <laughs> a week. I think that's the internal self-care of it i also i was having a hard few days these past few days and i um had a small shopping therapy all i did was like buy socks but still like it wasn't socks (laughs) really gonna go well with an outfit so i was like okay yeah if i look good i feel good so i think especially that like i'll be like oh i'm down and then go get a haircut and be like what am i tripping for so (laughs) i think it's different stuff like that but i remember Probably about a month and a half ago, I kind of just took a day and I was like, I'm going to take a day trip to the beat. And then my day, um, I found out there was a soccer game at the university that's close to me. And so I was like, I'm actually, instead of going to the beach at 12 when I thought I would, I'm going to go to the soccer game first and watch that and just relax, go by myself, chill, do something I want to do, and then go to the beach later. Because what am I rushing for? What am I... Uh, not doing everything out that I want to in this day for. And so I think for one, trying to make more days like that, just where mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have to rely on people as much, but kind of, I can just rely on myself because if I can find that inner happiness in myself, not that I don't fully have it, but kind of still invest in myself a little bit more. I think that that's the self-care and the therapy that I want to work on more just so that I'm good with me. That was beautiful. I love it. I think the key word in all of that too that I heard you say was like invest in yourself. And I think that's something that we like overlook. Sometimes when we talk about self-care, it's like, oh, like I'm practicing self-care. It's like, no, you're like literally investing in yourself. Like you are setting aside time. You're being very intentional about it. Like that is truly so important for all of us, whether you're in therapy or not, like there are so many different ways that you can invest in yourself, practice self-care and do yourself some good. So you don't have as much to talk about in therapy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yay. Well, thanks so much for your insights, Avery. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you want to mention or anything you want to promote for yourself? And same stuff I kind of talked about before. I think it's just really, um, whether you're in therapy or not, just finding ways to invest in yourself just because 
it's really important. There's a lot going on in today. And so making sure that we put ourselves first is super important and super impactful for how we look into life and all that. But yep, I'm gonna leave y'all with that. I'll leave y'all with my personal Instagram, which is king.tutt99 or follow the photography and videography Instagram, which is kingtutography or K-I-N-G-T-U-T-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. The spelling on the podcast is hard. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> no, that, I was just trying to follow along, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yep. but it's okay." That's why you must back up. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we'll we'll have him tagged on one of our latest posts, so you can see the bags and everything that we're selling right now. Uh, so you can also check out our podcast at My Therapist Told Me Pod if you want to find Avery. If you can't spell like me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Avery, so much for joining us again. And I'm just curious, are there any final words you have for the people? I say let's all go try therapy together. Yay! Get Avery in Let's therapy. go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.